2: Along my smile, bringing back down under a while, fill you with life, with a wisp of death, till we're both running, clear, out of breath, till we expire on suns and sighs, on dreams and fears upon our thighs, we'll bury deep here, counting sheep to rise and shine in our daily grind. Bonsoir, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, mesdames and messieurs. It is Sunday, the 10th day of January in the year 2016, and you're now listening to Playtime with Sandra Radio. I'm your hostess, Sandra London of livinggrind.com, podcasting for you live from the sunny beaches of Southern California. Playtime with Sandra Radio can be heard via Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes Digital Podcasts, and Naked Girls Radio. Uh, The poem you heard at the top of the hour was by yours truly, Sandra London, of liveandgrind.com, and it is called Our Little Death. The next tune coming up is Benny and the Jets by TV Girl, and I have an interview, um, I believe, if all goes well, I'll have an interview with Theophilus Jamal, who is someone who had a hand in uh, Black Metal Rose, Fierce Creatures, uh Black Metal Rose is one of my favorite songs ever, ever, ever when I heard it, um on Naked Girls Radio. But here you are, Benny on the Jet. to Playtime with Sandra Radio, and I'm your hostess, Sandra London of livinggrind.com. You just heard <clears throat> oy, <laughs> You just heard Benny and the Jets by TV Girl, and then Invisible Triangles by In Her Globe. I love that song. Um, yeah, so I should be having an interview with Theophilus Jamal in just a little while, in under 20 minutes. Uh, so stay tuned and sit tight. I hope you're all having a fabulous weekend. I watched uh, the Golden Globes, and usually, like it's really funny. Like, what was it, 2012, when I first began my show? Uh, it was the uh, what was it, February? Like I had done my show ever since the very first Sunday of 2012, but it wasn't on Block Talk Radio. But when it was, it was in February, and it was during like an awards show. um, and i think it was when uh with Whitney Houston and all these things happening right so usually um i'll usually either go ahead and go ahead and have my show during the award show or sometimes i'll just go ahead and have it later or the very next day um but i haven't really kept in you know um the tightest i don't know watch of all the different award shows because i don't really follow a lot of shows, and I don't really go to the movies very much. Like, I'll go ahead and pay on my television, you know, to watch a movie uh, when it becomes available, but I don't necessarily go out to the theater very much or listen to, like, traditional radio very much anymore. So, um, but today, uh, as I was just doing, like, some random cleaning around the house and everything, uh, the first thing that was on television uh, was talking about the Golden Globes, so I I was like, okay, uh, maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I won't. But it came on at five instead of eight. So normally, like it, it actually happens at five. So if I were to turn, you know, tune into the other channels or whatever, I'd be able to watch it as the East Coast would watch it. Um, so to, you know, um, stave off any spoilers, I'd already know by like between five and eight instead of eight till eleven. But it came on at 5 on whatever channel I just had it on right now. So I started watching the Golden Globes. And so that is what led to the title of this evening's show with Young and Old Guns, or Young and Old American Guns, basically. Um, just in thinking of, like, the different people that they honored uh, this evening, um, most especially Denzel Washington, because he's so freaking awesome. But it's, like, kind of weird because it's, like, he's not old. And, you know, it's sort of like he's, He's, like, in a thing between young and old where he can play so many different ranges of characters to where, I don't know, like, he just sort of embodies a lot of things. So it was really awesome to see him honored. And I don't know what his story is with the 25-watt bulb or whatever the heck it was that he was going (laughs) to share while while he was up there doing his, you know, speech with his award uh, for, like, lifetime achievement or whatever. But... I wish he would have finished it. I wanted to know what he was going to say. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but that's kind of what led to this evening's uh, title for tonight's show. Um, and so I set it back one hour later than normal um, because the show kind of ended pretty much at 8 p.m. Pacific time, uh, pretty much. And I was going to just do it at 8, and I was like, let well, me do it at 9 just so I can add more music because I like screening music and introducing new music, like, whenever I can. So, is what I do. But I hope you all enjoy uh, this next song. And it's by The Six Umbrellas. It's called She Does Her Best. And I'll be right back with you. The call-in number is 858-815-2333. Once again, 858-815-2333. And you're listening to Playtime with Sandra Radio. I'm your hostess, Sandra London of com.
0: Me y yo quisiera conocer tu beso, acariciar tu pelo si me dejarán. Me, yeah. me vuelves loco más. Y dice, y dice, eh, Si supiera lo que voy diciendo mi amor, por dentro te prometo más. Porque no te arrepentirás. no, no. te no, no, no. Y cuando sale el sol, yo me despierto pensando en ti. que cuando sale la luna, yo me acuerdo pensando en ti, en mis sueños te tengo a final, te lo quiero confesar, ah, te lo quiero confesar, ah, yeah. hey, hey. yo no comprendo más. Me siento así Tu forma de hablar de caminar me vuelve crazy Cuando te miro tú me miras Siento esa energía Pero mis fanas dicen que yo no estoy en tu liga Pero te juro que te voy a llevar Conmigo hasta la nube Tú tienes algo en el amor especial Que mi corazón consume que antes te conocerte, yo soñaba en celeste. y ahora que tú estás aquí, mi ajeno es quererte, y cuando sale el sol, yo me despierto pensando en ti, tu sonrisa me lleva a pensar como si quisiera amar, y cuando sale la luna, yo me acuerdo pensando en ti, Quiero cometer. Hoy te despires y raso. No te vayas, por favor. Es que solo era yo el dueño de tu corazón. Quiera conocer tu velo agariza el duelo, Si me dejará, si me dejará, si me dejará, si me dejará si más, y dice, hey, si tú, supieras lo que voy diciendo, mi amor por dentro te prometo más. Te prometo más, te prometo más, te prometo más, te prometo. Te prometo oh. Y cuando sale el sol, yo me despierto pensando en ti, tu sonrisa me Como te quisiera amar Cuando sale la luna Yo me acuesto pensando en ti En mis sueños te tengo al final Te lo quiero contestar Dame luz más
3: On or go on, but it came to me while I was working sideways, rolling silverware, thinking once my time, was. Okay. before my thought could finish, my girl sent a text, we should end it. Initially, didn't know what to feel. She said my plans to leave for California, gave a question. I took a deep breath, took down my chills. For the best of luck with St. Paul, see you in the next one. Press on, and that's one last back to pack. Once The time that hits the road, there's no looking back. Music is my mistress, Wiley is the magic hat. Los Angeles this is my spacecraft to crash. Just a waiter in a restaurant, dreaming. Letting his mind wander while he's cleaning. Working with the means of a blind swordsman. I won't need to see the light to know I'm closing in.
4: Fight with the
3: Cause my demons have been calling out my name And I've been drifting like a ghost for so many winter days That the outside and the in are starting to feel the same I'm faking on pennies from the sidewalk, cheap rain Lack of morality, impulse, bad temperance, And a death trap with four wheels to get there Never without those who click staring The kickstart for Wiley and I to even sit here The world's a hard and sin is spinning out of spite It came back to question of where to draw the finish line So I close my eyes longer than I can afford it I won't need to see it to know I'm moving toward it
2: Be calling Theophilus Jamal if I have not heard from him within the next five minutes. So I'm going to try to give you one, maybe two songs, probably just one song in the meanwhile. Um, the call number is 858 815 2333. Once again, 858 815 2333. And I think right now I will play uh, Scorpio by Moonvale. I'm Sandra, and I am calling. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Aloha, Uh, Jamal. Am I speaking, Jamal? Hi, this is Sandra London of Playtime with Sandra Radio. You're on the air. How's it going?
5: It's going well. It's uh, a little cold. We're here in Chicago.
2: uh, About
5: (laughs) uh, what? It's like six or seven degrees.
2: Outside. Ew. Ew. Yeah,
5: real, real, you, real what cold. Do
6: you,
2: what do you wear in that kind of weather? Because I have <laughs> very limited experience with that cold of weather, like Germany and like Fargo. It was really cold, but I blocked it out of my memory. <laughs> so, yeah, what do you wear? I just, I just wore like big bubble jackets, like I would wear in, in like California, and LA. What do you wear? You know what? It, it,
5: it. it it just got cold today. Uh, we've had unseasonably warm weather, warm weather being, what, like 30, 40 degree weather. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, so um, I haven't really adjusted for the weather, unfortunately, and I'm still going out like it's 30 or 40 degrees outside. I'm a hardy Chicagoan, so I'm kind of a big guy too. I I was born Are and I raised out here. My father was was that yeah. I'm native. I'm native. Oh. My uh, my oh. father was in the navy, and so I was actually born at uh, uh, what you got the naval base on uh, on site. So so you're I've been here. I would say all my life. I mean, yeah. I'm a navy baby. I'm a military guy. So. <laughs> That's freaking
2: sweet.
5: So yeah, navy brat is what they used to call us. So there you um, go.
2: There you go.
5: My father was stationed yes. at the uh, uh Great Lakes Naval Base up in uh, North Chicago and uh that's where we settled and hence that's how I uh how I wound up here. <laughs>
2: yeah, well see and then you got all cocky like in 2016 you thought you could just dress like you're in California and yeah, maybe you're regretting that
5: now. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm getting a little bit I'm 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 getting older so I, you know, I I, I theoretically shouldn't be going out and, you know, uh, uh without uh without bundles, but um I still do. It hasn't uh, it hasn't hasn't, re- hasn't reached below 0 degrees yet. So uh once it once it starts to get that cold then
2: yeah, yeah. Well, I remember, like, okay, I was reading. Okay, if so I have to rewind myself. But I remember, like, okay. I, remember, I think it was, like, Christmas Eve and Christmas, like, in New York, so a bit further east than you all, that it was, like, warmer than it was in L.A., which was crazy, uh, for Christmas and, like, Christmas Eve and all this stuff. So for you to not have, like, gone minus zero or whatever, Perhaps that's an accomplishment, but I don't know if you all can talk New York and everything where they're like warmer than us here in LA, which like it's sort of I like I think a we,
5: we might have been. I had a friend visit uh over the over the holidays and he said that uh we were actually quite warm for, for a little while there. So I think uh we're in a little bit of a race between uh, New York and Chicago to beat uh to beat Los Angeles, as with everything else in terms Sorry. of uh, not just uh, <laughs> not just the scenes, but also with weather. Well, there you are.
2: Well, what do you mean by scenes? Are you talking about entertainment, film, this kind of stuff?
5: that Oh, uh, yeah, entertainment. <laughs> I mean, what, you know, the big three, New York, Chicago, and, and Los Angeles, just in terms of uh, – I saw that you, uh, you posted a congratulations to a uh, – to an actress that won the Golden Globe.
6: Taraji, Taraji Henson.
5: Henson, for yeah. for uh Empire, right? Yeah, I
2: did, yes I did. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which uh-huh. actually shoots he here in it. Chicago. Well there you go. What yeah. I did not know that. I did not know that.
5: You did, you not, did know not know that? Know. Come on. No. It, it, it they shoot in Chicago. I think hurt. they try to pass it off as as New York though, so
2: which well, is, well, is always crazy. quite
5: kind of confusing.
2: Well, that's the thing is I root for her, not necessarily the show, just because, like, I've been familiar with her and her work for, like, years before the okay. show. okay. Like, but it's really weird because, like, I spent quite a few years where I didn't even have a TV at all. Like, in my, like, where I lived, and when I lived in the valley, Porn Valley, San Fernando Valley, I did not have a television, so mm-hmm. I didn't watch TV. And then when I moved to, like, the Marina, Santa Monica area, I didn't have a TV for, like, the first year or two. Um, so it was only later that I did, so let's say let mm-hmm. me okay, I'm gonna try to do this really fast in my head, like let's say two thousand three or four until about two thousand eight or nine, I did not watch television, and then now that I have had a television, I just watch the new- I'm like really boring, I just watch the news like c n n and then I watch like the local news, so like actual series mm-hmm. I don't keep up with, but I do remember her work, and she's been around for a while um and like I'll try to catch major movies and stuff, so I'll just like buy it on my T V or whatever. But <laughs>
5: Mhm. She was in uh, hustle and flow, wasn't she? Uh,
2: I believe so. I can't I can't swear to that but I believe so. But she's a familiar face to me. She's definitely a familiar face to mm-hmm. me. Um and I like Gail Garcia Bernal like oh I don't know if you like oh, yeah. entire clothes yeah. or, or only just yeah, with with her but like
5: You know what? I actually didn't catch good. it. I was I working on some him. other stuff tonight. So, yeah, I'm I'm familiar with his work as well. Oh, as an actor. He's so gorgeous.
2: Oh my god. Yes. So, okay, so I'm right. I'm guessing
5: that I I missed <laughs> a uh a very entertaining uh award show, eh?
2: Perhaps, but they're playing it again. Like I have it on mute right now but they're playing it again. So I don't know if they're playing it again on the East Coast or or, or Midwest Coast, Central Coast.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Perhaps. You'll what have were the highlights
5: there. of tonight's show?
2: Oh, I don't want to be a spoiler for people, but I would <laughs> say okay,
1: okay. Kate Winslet
2: was happy. Tara, Kate Winslet was happy. Taraji was happily, ugh, happy. Gail Garcia-Renal was happy. And, oh, let me see one more person that was happy. Who do I remember that was happy? um Aaron Sork and the dude that did the like uh, Steve Jobs that wrote I yeah. believe it was for him writing it or whatever like him they're all happy Yeah, Stone he wrote Cold. that movie Yeah so anybody who's not seen the entire awards I'm not really spoiling too much I hope for you all <laughs>
5: Did you watch the, the um uh that that latest movie the the Jobs movie Steve Jobs movie I
2: have not, not the one, one with you. Ashton Kutcher yeah, no, I did not. No, I did. I watched uh, like maybe 20 minutes of this, like a CNN different type of thing, mm-hmm. like a different documentary that CNN's doing. I watched a bit of that with like some original footage, and that was kind of cool. Um, but no, mm-hmm. I have not like I have not been in the movies. The only movie I can remember right off the top of my head that I watched, that I purchased just to watch at home was Spy, and I love that movie. I love. Uh, I hope I don't mention her name right now. I believe it's Melissa McCartney. Um, Uh, Yeah,
5: Melissa
2: McCarthy. McCarthy. Mm -hmm. Sorry, McCarthy. I love her. She's so freaking funny. And, like, Jason Statham is in it, and he's hot. And, like, Jude Law is in it. He's hot. Uh, I don't know who. I can't remember the woman's name uh, who was, like, villainous kind of lady. But she's very gorgeous. I don't know her name, though. But it was funny. I have not seen Trainwreck. So I know, like, Spy, Trainwreck, and maybe some other comedy movies are all supposed to be, like, in this big old thing, either for the Globes or for mm-hmm. the Oscars. But, like, I personally, I've seen Spy, and I've loved it. That's all I can say. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. What about you? Did, have you um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I did watch the
5: Jobs movie, and um, you know, hands down, that was a, a kind of a tour de force for uh, uh, the lead actor. And I'm trying to
2: yeah, how do you remember doing who that? Was Like, I can't one. really, I can't see. Like, Kutcher he's supposed to be Steve Jobs. Is that was yeah? His mm-hmm. role? He did a well. Job no, job no, the, uh,
5: this is a the other uh, Steve Jobs movie. There was an initial movie with Ashton Kutcher but then there was uh that was uh back in two- 2013 so um Danny Boyle Danny Boyle who uh directed Trainspotting um he directed this one which was written by uh Aaron Sorkin and stars Michael Fassbender as Steve Jobs and uh pretty much a one man a one man show uh in terms of uh just again a tour de force of acting um didn't do too well in the box office but uh i i had a had a a sneaking suspicion that it was going to do really well with uh with the award season so uh, apparently tonight sorkin uh <laughs> he received some awards uh according to yeah. you <laughs> so um, good perhaps. good it, it's well deserved
2: yeah i know that yeah Well, I I got to see this Michael Fassbender guy, because, like, yeah, at first I was like, yeah, there's been, like, a a Steve Jobs, like, overload, so when I was, yeah, when I was first thinking of just the movie, I'm thinking only Ashton Kutcher, I'm not thinking of Michael Fassbender, so I'm like, really, Ashton, really, like, that's, what, I mean, not that he's, like, a bad actor or anything, but I've never seen him in something, like, that I would call compelling. I've seen it funny, heartwarming, like cute movies, but not really like
5: a. I've seen like both musical. movies, and again, there was a delay. Uh, was at least a two-year, uh, um, I guess, difference uh, between the two movies coming out, and there was some sort of confusion as to you know when this latest <laughs> latest movie came out. There's like, didn't they already do that movie? But uh, right. it was um, it was written quite differently than the than the other. Steve Jobs movie with Ashton Kutcher. And even with the Ashton Kutcher movie, you could really tell, I think he was an executive producer on that, that he, he was reaching for an award for that movie. It was, again, oh. you know, you're taking a well-known actor and you're placing him in a sort of biopic Larger than life character role.
4: Right.
5: Um, yeah. Somebody that's actually, you know, was alive. And and Ashton, you know, to his credit, and I think he, you know, he was he was sort of stretching that, uh, his acting muscles on that. But, I you know, again, yeah, uh, it seemed self indulgent, like that movie did. What probably. was that? Probably.
2: Yeah. I, I can imagine. Yeah. I can't say for sure because I haven't seen it, but I can imagine, like, he probably was like, I fit the profile. He's <laughs> like, I'm brown hair, brown eye, whatever. I can do it, I'm about the same build, let's just
5: do this. (laughs) Well, what I came out of with the initial uh, Steve Jobs movie with Ashton Kutcher uh, was that, um, yeah, uh, uh, um, uh, (laughs) you know, I I didn't get any redeeming qualities out of that character, which, you know, I guess in some aspects of his life, Steve Jobs was just, you know, quite despicable. Uh, And there was, you know, so I came out of that movie with, with, like, no... You know the sense of of sympathy or even connection with the <laughs> character I'm <and> like <laughs> oh, yeah. and with this uh, with yeah. this new movie um he's just so compelling because he's you know really um uh, a complicated person and uh in well, terms of well, you know wonder, how he related wonder, to people,
2: yeah, I wonder with that then i guess for the 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 later movie that came out that you saw well maybe you saw both, but like with um how it's more compelling you could feel a more well rounded person even if even if they're a flawed person, just because the very limited things I've read about him, like I was reading about something like a few months ago about like, you know, famous orphans to where he's like supposedly like an orphan or something. Like he mm-hmm. came from sort of a broken or or vacant background in a way to where
4: I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I, some
2: of his flaws like, came from not having, yeah, not not having mm-hmm. a sense of groundedness, a sense of a firmer root kind of a thing. And so that made him like a great like genius to be able to just go from nothing to, you know, to create like an empire. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also left him like empty to some people in a way or dri- too driven or something. Yeah. In some kind of way.
5: Well, it's also what, you know, what, again, you know, when you're, when you speak about uh, someone who's lived and, you know, what they make of themselves and you have to wonder how much of that is myth-making, you know, right. how much of that is, is Apple propelling the myth of Steve Jobs and how much of that is true. I think, you know, it's probably a combination of both and, terms of right. uh you know how we uh, want to um idolize uh someone who you know who made this company what it was i mean even initially like you know like didn't the apple that we know now wasn't always the apple that that was and i think that it, with even as uh recent as their history um, is that uh, we tend to forget that we tend when we we tend to forget that Apple didn't always have the uh, you know the iTunes and the iPad and all these other devices that you know that are synonymous with the well, brand.
2: Well, yeah, well, yeah. I think yeah. Well, at a certain point, if your product or your brand becomes bigger than you, then it represents. A dream of, you know, like a a better you or a dream of you, but it can never represent a real you because that's always going to be flawed. It's always going to have some, you know, tarnished spots and some regrettable, you know, no. there are very few people that can say they lived an untarnished life kind of a mm-hmm. thing, that they don't have some defects, some flaws in their character, whatever, but like, I don't know. I yeah, hopefully I'll get to see that. I'd like to see it, um the latest one. Uh of Steve Jobs and like I don't know. Um I try I don't know if there's anything else that I have actually seen that's gonna be like that was that they were talking about tonight or that it's gonna be in the Oscars and all this. Hopefully I'll catch up later. Has TV.
5: uh did they even mention Hateful Eight, uh Quentin Tarantino
2: they did. movie? Yes yeah, yes, he was very happy and for different reasons. Indirectly happy. Indirectly happy. One of his composers
5: okay. like one oh. <laughs> Awesome. Kidding? Awesome. Uh, if if I'm not mistaken Ennio Morricone, I believe yes. that I'm, I'm pronouncing his dude. name correctly. That's the, that's the, that's the the dude. famous composer of uh of um the spaghetti westerns, the original spaghetti westerns and yes. now of uh, Hateful Eight. <laughs>
6: Um yeah. oh, that's oh, just yeah.
5: just, just amazing it's amazing yeah. i that's that's yeah. that's really cool that he won the award so
2: yeah he gave, well yeah, deserved and, uh, and yeah, and um, there was an awesome tribute given to him uh, since he was not there to receive it in person, but yeah Tarantino did a yeah he did a good job in in honoring and you so yeah super yeah, that was cool, yes, but we yeah. must get to yeah. you mr <laughs> mr Fabio, so. <laughs> Extraordinary. You know, we just like, jumped right in
5: there. We we started talking about the <laughs> Golden Globes. I don't even know that anybody knows who, who I am and <laughs> that they yeah, would.
2: Explain, explain who the heck you are, stranger. Hello. <laughs> all
5: right. So uh, my name is Theophilus Jamal. I'm a Chicago-based filmmaker, uh, sort of a jack-of-all-trades, currently working on a couple of documentaries, and... Uh, yeah, that's that's myself in a nutshell. Uh I uh no.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean
5: though? No? What do you mean though?
2: No? no, that no way. No. <laughs> okay. Where did you study anything to do with film or anything to do with like cameras or like cinematography? Oh yeah.
5: I okay, so you want the Banning. whole shebang. <laughs> um mm. Well, I shot my first film in Super 8 in 1977. What? Uh,
6: wait, was a, on, wait, I, what?
5: I, wait, what? Wait, <laughs> what?
2: I was not even born. That you're crazy. That, I was not even born Wait, back. At, hold on. What? Huh? Wait, I'm writing this. Yeah. Job. Well, I was. I was. Uh, Super 8. I was
5: really young. Yeah, I was. Really, I was a kid. No, I'm not saying that. I'm... What was that?
2: Ba- you're a baby. You're a baby when you're doing this.
5: I was yeah, kind of a baby, a yeah. Well, I was in elementary oh, school. God. We'll say that. I was in elementary oh, school, and my parents got me a Super 8 camera, and I started making skateboarders. movies.
2: Skateboarders? Was it skateboarders? Am What's that? Or, right? Sk- Did you in
5: in nineteen seventy seven? No, for for me, it was uh, it was uh, superheroes. Oh, Way
6: okay. before
5: Super superheroes. the explosion of superhero movies, I was making superhero <laughs> movies uh yeah. even before the uh the 1970 what was it 1978 79 superman i forget um but yeah. even before that first superman with uh with Christopher Reeve i was yeah. making superhero movies so what i did was superman. i i gathered all my friends from the block and uh we got together and each one of them you know had an idea of who they wanted to be I must have had like two Batmans, three Supermans, I didn't have a Wonder Woman, um Wait, it was you know, Marvel and D C Yeah, Wait, I, was filming, it, I was filming I was I was filming this.
2: You didn't get to be I was I was, I was the
5: director supposedly. You didn't
2: get to be the hero
5: though. No, no, I was behind the camera.
2: Okay. And So I got we uh,
5: to make a long story short, we got everybody together. It was a big mess. I call action, and uh, everybody started fighting each other. And um, (laughs) back then, uh, a roll of Super 8 film only lasts like two or three minutes. So you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just I continually I didn't cut, I didn't like you know stop and reframe the action. I just kept the roll going. And so the roll, you know, ran for the entire two or three minutes, one single long take, and it runs out, and everybody's fighting each other, and I'm yelling, cut, and (laughs) nobody would stop. Nobody stopped. They just kept fighting. And so
2: somebody from the block... As far as you know, as far as the the evidence goes, it stopped at the end of the tape. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I've got
5: um, – actually, I, uh, I'll, I'll tell you about that. But that whole incident ended up with somebody, one of the neighbors, calling the police on us. The police get there, and, like, you know, here I am, what, like six, seven years old, and, uh, you know, my friends, they just scatter like cockroaches, okay, just like, boom, everybody's there. And I'm left there standing with my little measly – Super 8 camera and the cop walks up to me and asks me, what am I doing? And I look up at him and I tell him, I'm making a movie. So, you're a freaking, um,
2: you're my hero. <laughs> you are my new hero. That's freaking awesome. And you're like, you're like six or seven. You're like technically under like the age where you can be prosecuted. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> Sorry.
5: <laughs> so, you know, we're, in this discussion uh, earlier of Steve Jobs yeah and the yeah. the myth the the self propelled myth myth um you know so that's my myth <laughs> that's my mythology is the uh, yeah. being six or you know seven years old and uh and um looking up at the cop and telling him that i'm i'm a movie maker so, Dude, that's,
2: so <laughs> that's perfect that's perfect i love it so yeah.
5: so that was how I got started making movies and I've just always been, um, had a camera in my hand, whether I was taking uh, taking pictures or um, in the 80s uh, started, uh, you know, um, shooting videotape and uh, worked at a cable yeah, how access. Ca- yeah.
2: How was the transition then from each thing, I guess, from, let me see, I wrote this down, sort from the Super 8 to the, like VHS to like, I don't know, I don't
5: know what, what um from TV. super eight, well, here's the thing um and 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 this will this will be this is actually to me at least it's it's quite fascinating super eight um used to come in these little cartridges which you put in the camera, you shoot it off, and then you have to take it back to to get processed and you know um so they the <laughs> company i had to at that time it was a kmart so I took it back to kmart uh you know. They sent it out, and I had to wait two or three weeks for it to come back. And it comes back, and it's in this little spool, uh, eight-millimeter spool of, like, all these little tiny pictures on a long length of roll of film. And I didn't have a projector. So here I am, little me, uh, not having a projector, and I couldn't see what I shot. So I'm here unspooling this entire length of Super 8 film, you know this entire role a super eight film just trying to get some sort of movement, trying to you know see what I actually shot and uh I don't think that I actually ever got to see got to see that movie I actually don't i actually don't i um I kept it for a long time and then i think somewhere when I was like twelve or thirteen years old i I gave it to one of my friends that uh, that was actually in the movie or (laughs) footage that I shot. I don't know that he knew what to do with it, but you know, I kind of gave it away. But
2: yeah, so that 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 relic, that relic of of of, was that still friends with that friend? Are you still friends with that friend?
5: I am not. I am not. Uh, You know what? I was. Actually, I have, uh, as much as I would probably do, want really? to. You gotta do
2: like a Facebook that? search or something. You gotta do like a fa- if you remember his first.
5: I don't, don't even know where to start go. with that. That's like my old That's neighborhood. It's my li- you know I I grew you're up in a one. predominantly <laughs> black neighborhood and like most of my friends were like in gangs. So you yeah, well, know you a, a, a you lot of those guys are like not around. <laughs> What's that? He could
2: still be alive. He could still be alive. You never he never know. He
5: could. I, I'm not saying that he couldn't be, but
2: I have very <laughs> few friends that are actually is. still around. Well, no, what I would say that? take your elementary, take, cause, well, although at the same time, like I, okay, I've been able to see uh, two, like on Facebook, two people from my element, like elementary school before fifth grade, elementary school. Um, So it's like somewhere between first and fourth grade, first and third grade, actually, because it was a whole different school in fourth grade, um, to where I haven't gone on to my, like, elementary school from first to fourth grade or third grade to put up, like, my info or whatever. But you never know, because sometimes I'll list and I'll show, like, the class picture for all those classes. Like, you might be able to find, you know, just see them and be like, hey, that's so-and-so. And then see, perhaps if he still exists right now, he might still have it somewhere. You never know. Like I, I think that's first person. Maybe.
4: You
2: know? Yeah, you have the tools. You have the tools. So just remember your your elementary school and just go look up your year. Like totally. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been too <laughs> active
5: in like seeking out people from my past, although I have had within me. the past You'll year, people me. have have found me. People from uh, from college, which is actually going back two decades ago, like 20 years ago, have people I haven't seen in 20 years find me on Facebook. And it's actually really nice to know that
2: so those people
5: are around and doing very, well and are safe and sound, very, and sound and to reconnect.
2: You sound very, to me, you're like... Terribly useful or something, because I had my 10-year high school reunion. Um, I suppose I could have had my 10-year college reu- reunion, but I knew a lot fewer people in college than in high school. But, like, oh. for your college to be 20 years later, you sound like you're my age. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, um, I don't know if that's a compliment or if that's uh, a Young. realization. <laughs>
2: yeah, Good no, good, like why do you want to sound like a, like a salt and pepper dude, like no, no, well, fry, fry is always good, like you sound like you are thirties or something, like what no, oh, okay. well that's, that's that's good
6: at least
5: i anyways. at least I sound like I'm in my thirties, right uh,
2: well, i see i I believe I've seen pictures of you, I could be mistaken, who knows, but you don't you're whatever anyways, so. <laughs> <laughs>
5: no, don't believe anything that you see on the Internet, okay? That person I, that you see I with my name on plastered you. there all over the Internet. It's just a, it, uh, it's a facade.
2: That's not you. That's an avatar. That's
5: not me. Nah. No
2: one else would name themselves you, totally. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah.
5: actually, I did yeah. find when when at the inception of the Internet... I I, yeah, there is there is another Theophilus Jamal out there. Actually, he's the reverse Theophilus Jamal. His Jamal Theophilus. Yeah, so he's like the antithesis of me. He's sort of like the reverse Flash.
2: Did he look
5: like you? And then there's the reverse (laughs) Flash. There's (laughs) like like uh, I don't know if you're into superheroes. There's Superman and then there's Bizarro. No, no, no. So somewhere out there, there's my doppelganger. There's a there's an opposite me.
2: Dude, there's Superman and there's Man Super totally. <laughs> but, but but does he look like you or no? No. He looks
5: nothing like me.
2: He looks well, nothing like
5: evil. me. But he did actually he he started like writing as me. It was really weird. Like what? he was he was writing about movies. Yeah, yeah, he like had In this blog Chicago? and no, he's not from Chicago. I think he was from California, either California or Oregon and there was a Theophilus Jamal and he was writing about movies. He had a blog, and his uh handle was um love Free One and he wrote these like really eloquent dissertations on on like movies and you know sort of like reviews on you're on like, movies like, and um a, you're like
2: that's a good me right there i like that
5: <laughs> exactly exactly it it was to the point where he was writing such good good um material that i was like you know what i don't even care that this guy is posing as me he can go on and i'll just take credit <laughs> for his work it's work because what? because there's only there could only be one Theophilus Shamal involved with the movies right
2: well, so if it's, if this did guy is making me
5: look good What's that?
2: Did you trademark yourself, your name, or
5: whatever? Oh, I should. You know what? I, I, for, I totally forgot that. You know, there's something I, called I a birth certificate. I, 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 I forgot that, you, you
2: know. Uh, <laughs> what? Birth certificate's not going to say Theophilus Jamal. I don't believe. Offhand.
5: It, it should. Really? Unless I've changed my name.
2: Are you serious? That's your What's real that? name? I did not know that
5: was Yeah! <laughs> you didn't know
4: that?
2: <laughs> No, I wouldn't, because I was going to ask you, which maybe that would be been rude, like, what is a Theophilus?
5: <laughs> what is a Theophilus? I was
2: gonna ask, yeah, like, I was going to ask you, like, so how did you come up with that? <laughs> oh.
5: Well, I Theophilus really is know. actually from the Bible, and it it means it? a friend of God. I've never
2: heard of it. I've never heard
5: of
2: it. Ah. You Bible? should look it up sometime. Is it, is it Greek. It's Greek. <laughs> It is Greek. <laughs>
5: Theophilios.
2: There we go. I know philios.
5: Theophilios, friend of God. Because
2: I, I know, because I know, francophile, which is me, a French lover, francophile, philophilia stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But like. But I wouldn't.
5: There
4: we go. Yeah,
2: I didn't know that was your actual. The
5: Latinized wow. version of my yeah, name would be surprising. Amadeus. So, Are I can you, you can call me Amadeus as well. Yeah. Yeah, Theophilus Um, and Amadeus are interchangeable.
2: If you were, if you were, okay, maybe that's why I didn't recognize it, because I only, maybe ever ran across Amadeus in my, like, Sunday school when I was little or something. But,
4: like,
2: Mm -hmm. yeah, like, if you were in Louisiana, you would not be allowed to live. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but, like, what, priest or mason or Moses or somebody. I think Messiah, wait, Messiah. Perhaps it's Messiah, there's a woman who went to name her kid Messiah in Louisiana and the judge was like, uh, no. So oh. I don't know if that would if that would stick out in Louisiana Theophilus. Maybe it'd be like just like different enough to not raise an eyebrow. But if he said Amadeus I don't I gotta check into I I gotta check into this. I actually download two or three different like theses uh, from different like Law journals of like naming rights and like what you're allowed to name your child or not. Like I don't even have children, but yet I was looking at this. <laughs> mhm. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, okay. yes, I did not know that was your real name. Is my point. <laughs> hey,
5: there we go. Let, let it be. Let's stand brilliant. for the record that uh, Theophilus Jamal is my legal name.
2: That is awesome. Awesome. You may continue. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yeah. I, I
5: lost track of where I was. You know, I'm just wait, to- wait, completely wait, blown that you... you didn't think that that was my real name.
2: Well, I, because like it seems like a I'm name. not
5: offended. Like I mean, a... it sounds really. No, it almost no. sounds too good to be it's true. A, it's, so. like
2: a, it's like a cool name in a way, like you know, like a like a like a northwest, <laughs> like a cool name, like a like it's not really your name. Like a, it seems like a moniker. But I think it's really neat. Like, what? Because my legal name's not. Well, my birth legal name is not Sandra London. Uh, like, See, I did
5: not know that. Under there under, we go. Who would
2: who who would do porn under their birth name? What? Sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, you can ID me all the same. You can aka me all you want with my birth name, but like really like what? What? What you would, you would do porn under your real name if you did porn? What? No. <laughs> I can't. I can't. You know, I think actually me. there yeah. there
5: are some. Aren't there some, like, some some yeah. performers that actually do that? I don't. Maybe listen, a handful. You, there's,
2: there there's a handful because the first things that pop in my head immediately are like, Kayla Cupcakes or like who like their child's last name is surely not Cupcake. It could be, but it. More likely than not, ninety-nine out of a hundred times, is not cupcakes with a K. Um, you I know think, what I mean? Uh, like Dana Dana is, uh, I think Dana Dear
5: Armand is—I think that's her real name. She actually uses her okay. real name.
2: The, the, the fact that it's notable is, is is the very point of it. Is that it's rare, rare. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like what? Anyway. Yeah.
5: <laughs> We're yeah. all over the place tonight, aren't we? <laughs>
2: hard to follow fine. one train it, of thought. It, well, but, no, but it's it's fine to me. It's good. It's fine. Like you, you are well accomplished. You've done a lot of things in life. Like I don't know what you know about me or not, but like I have a master's degree. Like I have a a certificate in business. Like I'm not a dumbass. So like you know, if we if we dawdle and go off tangent, it's just because we're like creative or whatever. <laughs> there we that. go.
5: I can appreciate that. I actually work. Uh, I work at a business school, so. Really. There we go. I'm surrounded by business types. <laughs>
6: really. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> oh God.
2: Right. Are they? They're, they're Trump supporters? No.
5: <laughs> uh, you know what? We try not to talk politics a lot. <laughs> well,
2: there you, that's perfect. Try not that to works. talk politics
5: in the office. So. That, What's that? That's
2: a good. That's a good office memo right there. Right,
5: early. right. Well, wow. I've got a good relationship with the professors and uh <laughs> I'm actually a video producer for the you know, for the university at which I work. So nice. you know, they come in and uh you know, we we uh we do their uh we record their modules and it's very straightforward in terms of what they what they require and that's my regular nine to five when and I'm not, uh you how know, do
2: you stay awake? doing that how do i
0: stay awake oh (laughs)
2: it's entertaining it's entertaining because for me i think i'd be interested in business if i had to sit there and like film it and make sure it's still filming and all this but like if it were something i don't really care for or that it's too above my head like anything too sciencey mathy is over my head then i don't know i would just be staring intently at the record button that it's still recording and
5: i don't and you are well within your rights to do that. And you know, to, to to add to that, uh I find myself in that situation quite frequently. Um, fortunately I can hide it because I'll I'll get the camera running and I'll uh, sort of creep into a dark corner and pretend to be you know <laughs> pretend to be uh uh watching the the recording and making sure that things are technically uh uh you know, going right and and they just do their thing, so uh oh, you know, I hide it very well. <laughs> I know what there I can get go. away with.
2: There you go. That is the height of professionalism is to stifle
5: Right. Knowing what you can get it's away with happen. and not offend anybody else.
2: It's gonna happen. yeah, it's gonna happen inevitably, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, okay, so wait. where did we leave off? Yes.
5: What do you want to know? I don't know.
2: But what I do, I don't know where we left off, but I do want to know <laughs> if you saw my version of Black Metal Rose and then I want to know how you met up with Fierce Creatures, like that whole thing, like that, was, um, for everyone tuning in now and in the future, like I spoke briefly with the awfulest Jamal, briefly, briefly, before the show, and I was talking about how that song, Black Metal Rose, like, by Fierce Creatures, I just loved the song, and I had just started, like, uh, podcasting, what have you, with uh, with Naked Girls Radio, with Jess at Naked Girls Radio, and that was one of the songs, and, like, one of the first bundles that I heard, I was like, oh, my goodness, I love this freaking song, and I play it, like, a ton in, like, the first year of my show, and then I was like, I'm gonna to dance to it. So like I made actually made four versions of that damn song. <laughs> but oh, wow. you 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 had a hand in that and there's one version at least on Naked Girls Radio. There are three others <laughs> out there. I have them. But yeah, tell me how that came about with you with that in particular, with Black Metal Rose, Fierce Creatures and like in general for music videos, like what's the deal? Okay. With that?
5: Well, um to to answer your your question, your first question, yes, I have seen a couple of different um versions of your of your video uh, for Black Metal Rose. So, um the story behind that song and uh um everything else attached to it was uh um that I actually wrote the song. I wrote the song, I produced it, I I I uh played all the instruments on it. I mean, that song is from from top to bottom is all me. Fierce Creatures oh. is a is a uh, uh a moniker for for my music. So, much ah, like Trent is Reznor you. is 9 9 I'm inch adding. nails, I am yeah. Fierce Creatures.
2: That's That's so. like the Machinist. That's like the Machinist. Did you see that movie?
5: Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Christian Bale, his his name in that movie was based off of uh, uh, Trent Reznor. They did a play off of his name, but Trevor whatever it is, um, for that oh, main character. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I did yeah, not got know. It, dude. I ha- yes, I have the DVD and like on like the you know the you know the special features thing It goes in that whole thing. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails. Anyways moving along yeah but yeah moving
5: along that's, that's, i wrote that I that song uh along with probably about another dozen other songs for for a movie i was working at the time on at the time about uh the 90s music scene and um <laughs> uh i got i don't know what how it wound up on naked girls radio either I found them, or she found well, me, and we started you're corresponding, and uh, it wound up on Naked Girls Radio. So, you know, uh, it, yeah. I mean, the the history of of that connection is sort of um, sort of fuzzy, and as a matter of fact, I had forgotten about it for for a while until uh, I guess Wait, you found when did me
2: you make on. It? Uh, when did
5: you make it? Oh man. When did I make it? Was it, uh, it was. early 2000? Was it like 2000 or something like that? Not no. 2000, two, 2010? 2010. Like around okay. 2010, right. that, I think.
2: That sounds more reasonable. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. yeah,
5: yeah. Well, yeah. when you get to be as old as me, like, you know, year 2000, 2010, nah, it's only 10 me ten years different.
4: <laughs>
2: oh, I can only wish. So I can this, only wish. I'm counting every year. I'm a, uh, yeah. Us, us chicks, you know, we have to count. Every year is like a decade. we got to go slow. we got
4: to go slow down. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. so in
5: any case, yeah, yeah. So it, it wound up on there, and then apparently uh, uh, you, you took to it, which I, I greatly appreciated. Okay. And I think you might have, like, emailed me or something, and I was just like, whoa, somebody actually – really digs this song. That's that's cool. <laughs> so as a musician, you take whatever uh compliments that you can get and you know, if somebody likes your music, you're you definitely take notice. That's, so then
2: that's
5: you, then that's your voice. That's me. Yeah, that's my voice. Uh, oh my it goodness. it it actually pains me to listen to that. It it actually pains me to listen to that because I'm like, oh my Hi. god, that's Hi. really me. huh? oh, cuz um if I listen to the vocals on that, I'm I I I, I cringe. <laughs> that's that's what? me. That's me trying yeah. to be Trent Reznor. So.
2: Okay. Well. Well, I think you did a great job at whatever you're doing because I just liked it. Like, and so for me, I automatically thought of you know majestic plurals, a plural. Well, actually, the opposite of a majestic plural. So multiple people for uh fierce creatures i thought that must you know entail like two or more people (laughs) and then then i watched i watched the video like one or two years after i first you know started playing the song on my show and i was like Mm -hmm. ooh, sexy it's like all dark and like semi-gothic-y like you know like a dark edgy thing to it and i was like oh
5: the music video for it
2: yeah you you watched the music video for it I I did. I don't. We had the was, f- we had
5: fun shooting that actually. So
2: yeah, that was, I didn't know that was, it was pretty cool. Before or like just after I saw the video, that I was like, I want to make a video to it because yeah, because with different you know different artists with "Make Your Girls Radio," there's some that they're right on the brink, or they've you know done some major stuff to where it's like you know too many copyright franchisey things where you can't get away with like doing a tribute video in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but to where I always feel like. I can love the heck out of a song, but I don't want to piss off the A, the artist, B, like the management and the, like all the people behind it or whatever. And then
4: mm-hmm.
2: whatever the, like, whatever, like every project has a mythos behind it or whatever To where it's like, that is not what I envisioned to, <laughs> to like have me dance to it. So I always feel like <coughs> certain things I want to do and then certain things I'm like, well, I just hope that, the, well, the first priority to me is that the artist doesn't get mad, but then, you know, coupled with that is that if they have, like, management, their management's like, what the fuck, dude? Or, sorry, I was like, what the hell? You know, like, don't, like, take that down, and I will, whatever, but, like, I don't know. There's something about that song that I was just like, I, it's it's making me want to move around and be filmed. (laughs) Or something, yeah.
5: It's got that uh, the, the beat to that. Whenever I listen to it, I always am reminded of, like, Led Zeppelin. Like, there's definitely some, hmm. you know, it's definitely like Zeppelin inspired. Just I, the, the drive. It's got served I this big say heavy nine
2: inch. I would say I get the nine inch nail. Oh, a more, but. But mm-hmm. I can understand. Yeah, 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 yes. But in general, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. So
5: yeah, let, like, let it be revealed that that uh, that was me. <laughs> so
2: we, yeah, because the video you have some hot women in there, and then you have like, like it's some dark scene, and then I just I just remember it's almost like um well, okay, yeah it's like you know a dark scene and then red that's that's what sticks out to me most is, like some hot women red and like smoky dark kind of moody uh, mood like ensemble whatever for the video. And so mm. it's not yeah, I did I I would not have been able to identify you as the actual voice behind it. <laughs> but I know I liked it. Yeah, was there like, was well, nothing you to really mean, like, just the direction of the video or what like yeah, every time I I swear, every time I introduced it on my show I was saying, like, Oh yeah, so tune in, you know, Black Metal Rose by the Fierce Creatures. I'm thinking two plus people literally. Oh,
5: okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, if uh, if I can clone myself, then uh, that would be you, the future. You did. Creature.
2: You already did. Well, somebody else already cloned you <laughs> in California somewhere. It's a wonderfully yeah.
5: Cool oh, there you go. So there you go. I
2: have,
5: to, See?
2: I have to find him
5: and invite him to be a part of the band, honorary member.
2: Dude, po- Dude, totally.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so they're still out there somewhere. That they stopped reviewing movies or what? Like.
5: I haven't you know what I think I the last I I tried to find whatever I haven't seen anything new. So, well, I don't know what happened to that person. <laughs> he sort okay. disappeared maybe or maybe whatever. Maybe it was you in your sleep. Maybe it was
2: you in your sleep. Yeah,
5: maybe it was me in my sleep. That's what I do.
2: <laughs> huh? My
5: alter ego is love-free one and in my sleep I not? I write uh Dude,
2: new movie that not reviews. Be well, I'm totally kidding. That, you. I think that awesome.
5: you're... You, Sandra, you just came up with an awesome movie plot. and uh,
2: Dude, because...
5: <laughs> like, we'll have to write this down it. and, uh, I, and I make I see a movie. it's
2: like... I, well, we ought to, I think. It's funny. Because, <laughs> well, I see it where they're like, okay, okay, the, the homeowners are away and their animals can play, so they'll have, like, the video camera on in their house and they'll have, like, their cat jumping on their, like, you know, like countertop in their kitchen and like playing with the toaster and stuff whatever like who knows what the heck you do in your sleep you know who can say really
5: yeah well i'll just uh, i'll guess i'll have to keep the uh the webcam on at night and just uh see what what strange things happen (laughs) well
2: there you are who knows (laughs) oh my god okay yeah so all right so, did you have any
5: formal schooling for your work? Um, let's see. Uh, late '80s, early '90s. I I attended uh, Emerson College in Boston. So, for know. my undergraduate, I studied uh, I studied film, and then did you um, pick up an accent? Did I, No, apparently not. Uh, oh. uh I wanted to. Actually, that was one of my intent. And one of my intentions uh in attending school in Boston was to pick up the accent. But I, I never did. But I did rub elbows with uh a few unknowns at the time. Um the uh guy the, the guys from uh from uh Goodwill Hunting, Matt Damon and uh and Ben Affleck. They were they were just um cast in a movie
6: uh Oh
5: man I can't even remember what the what the name of the movie was it, it was a boarding school uh let's see if I can just look that up really really quick
2: uh-huh.
5: Uh-huh. It was shot in Boston
2: And it was like a movie movie yeah. like a like a Yeah it was like their
5: big break later. everybody was like everybody was um uh-huh. was talking it up and But uh, it was
2: but it was before Good Will Hunting
5: yeah, yeah. Uh school ties. It's this is a movie I, called okay. School Ties. Yeah, I
2: know. And the my title, okay.
5: my roommate my roommate worked on it as a as a production assistant. Oh, shows here that it's uh was written by Dick Wolf, which I did not know. Dick Wolf of mm-hmm. uh Chicago P D, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med. Um uh, but um
2: well, you but know that, him? you
5: know that guy? No, no. Well, the, Dick Wolf is, he's, uh, he's a big television, uh, producer and, uh, he basically franchised <laughs> my beloved city into, uh, uh, NBC and, uh, created mm. these shows, the Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Med and, you know, whatever Chicago based TV show they're, they're coming up with next, but you yeah, know that's the big joke is that he's franchised chicago he's made chicago a uh, you know a franchise in the in the TV business well, but are. um yeah the, you know Matt Damon and uh Ben Affleck were attached to that movie as well as Chris O'Donnell and Brendan Fraser and um
2: I like Brendan I remember Fred
5: my farther. my roommate at the time telling me that you know you keep keep Did your eyes out for these guys
2: Did I'm he sorry Brendan did you meet Brendan Fraser? I didn't. I, you know,
5: I didn't hang around the set. I, I I just my roommate kept coming back with all these stories of hanging out with all the cast. And you know, uh, oh. when you're a PA on a set, and and you know, the cast is ma- basically comprised of young up-and-comers. You, you know, you get to rub elbows with a lot of people. So he, you know, he drove. He was a driver for for some days, and you know, on other days happy. he'd just be hanging out.
2: What's he doing what's now <laughs> what's he doing now is he, um he months? he's <laughs> an,
5: another one of those people that found me on Facebook and we oh. reconnected uh he was uh, and um yeah, he's like married and you know it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting because uh, that was like <laughs> twenty years ago, and he's i wouldn't say a shadow of his former self, but he's quite different he's like not the person that you know, (laughs) that I remember, I mean, it was like, what, mid-90s, early, yeah, early to mid-90s, like, you know, the big thing that we were into, I was a big, I was a huge Spike Lee fan, and, um, at the time, I was, I was was uh, living in the south side of Boston, what was that?
2: I said school days.
5: School days, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so I was living on the south side of Boston, and I was uh, interning at a at a company called uh, uh, Roja Blackside, which was working on a um, on a documentary on Malcolm X. At the same time that Spike Lee got invited to Harvard to teach um, to teach a class, and uh, and was working on the Malcolm X movie, his uh, narrative movie with Denzel so um my roommate was a was a really heavy was really heavily uh uh into that you know that whole scene there and um so he you know began contact on facebook you know twenty something years later and he's you know not uh he's not the radical that he used you know both of us not as radical as we used to be so it's uh I, it's pretty interesting my life,
2: life will temper you <laughs>
5: I, I guess so, I guess so. I mean you know he's he's definitely got a few more gray hairs on his uh, on his head uh I definitely have i have put on some some weight
6: <laughs> I'm not the what?
5: the skinny little uh, kid that I used to be what yeah, no, I used to be like skin and bones Uh like well
2: like
1: super why skinny. you guys
2: even worry? why do you guys even worry about that literally like seriously like Really
6: no. Oh, oh I'm
5: trying like to keep my
6: up. my shape. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what?
5: No guys do worry about that. We you know to a certain Why? extent.
2: Uh, well, uh, no, well, unless 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 it makes we other do. things look unless it unless it affects the the um, viewing of other things. I don't really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you're tripping okay, over so your I'll words there out. unless it disappears I don't I, otherwise I don't <laughs> like I would ever like I would ever care like that's not that's not a big deal for a dude yeah anyway
5: okay <laughs> moving on
2: <laughs> yeah Yes. <Yeah>. okay uh. <laughs> alright yeah so tell me <clears throat> If you, if you may, tell me about like documentaries because that's how you introduce yourself with like one sentence of like oh, and I do documentaries and that was like your your intro for you and I'm like what because, I don't know, like can you share some of the things that you're working on documentaries for, um, or things that you'd like to do in the future. Uh, okay
5: so um so as I had mentioned in the in the mid 90s uh I had uh I had started down my path uh, as a I guess a documentary filmmaker by having worked with uh Roja Blackhouse uh, um, in in Boston uh on the Malcolm X documentary Make It Plain. So I, was, I actually worked as an uh, uh assistant um an assistant to the assistant editors. I was a PA in the editing department for that, for that show. And it was a really good experience. Um, so taking that experience and, you know, uh, following that, uh, I've worked on several documentaries and that, and I'm currently a, uh, a fellow with, um, films who did, um, the most recently they did, uh, um a documentary on uh Roger Ebert as well as a uh uh several shows for um uh, for television and uh uh they're more more mostly known for um uh this documentary called Hoop Dreams I don't know if you've ever seen it
2: I've heard of it I've About heard of the, it yeah
5: uh, follows uh these kids from Chicago and, uh, they're pursuing their, um, their, uh, their goals of, of playing professional basketball. So it actually follows them from like age from like, you know, really, I forget how young they are. They're like teenagers all the way through like their late teens and, you know, into college. But, um, it's mm-hmm. so, like a three, three hour documentary and, uh. Yeah, that's what they're mostly known for, but they're, um, so I've got this, I've got a uh, fellowship with them, uh, for the 2015, it's, uh, the diverse voices and documentary. So, um, I, along with, um, I think there was 10, 10, of us, this, uh, this class, um, we, you know, we, uh, we developed projects this year uh uh along with tar- Cartemquin Kartemquin, um, for for documentaries uh that uh, you know that we were personally attached to. And uh my documentary um is uh uh based on a um on a uh, uh Man, it's been a while since I've had to to pitch this. It's uh, it's, it's on a sex worker. She's um, uh, actually now she's a former sex worker who just recently returned back to to school to study um, um mortuary arts. And so she's actually studying oh. to be a mortician, and she's on the side. She was a uh, a writer as well for an for an online site, uh, and she discusses her she. Um, you know, she, she used to write about her experiences, uh, in the trade. So, um, that's, that's a little bit on hold right now. Uh, we're on a on hiatus, uh, you know, uh, cause she's sort of finding herself and, um, kind of, um, you know, giving her that space to, to do what she needs to do before I, uh, you know, before I can continue in on the project. So there was a, Just a a lot of uh, variables in terms of um, this particular documentary that are, and and as well with most other documentaries, that sometimes it gets completely out of your control. (laughs) It's not like that you have a script and that you can follow it and you've got uh, the production dates, and that by the end of those dates you can determine whether or not you've got everything to make a movie. you know, for the documentary a lot of times is that, you know, your movie is the life of whatever is happening and, uh, you know, just trying to find what, what makes a good story, you know? So without, uh, and in particular with, with what I'm doing, without it being exploit exploitative, um, you know, what I'm trying to do is not reality television. What I'm trying to do is trying to find, you know, her story and be, and, and for her to tell it, um, you know, in her own words without me, uh, imposing my, you know, my own, uh, uh, I guess thoughts on, on the subject. Right.
2: Huh. So, so yeah, that's, uh, with, with, okay. Do you feel like with, um, I guess with, the actual genre of documentaries that, uh, depending on the subject matter or theme, that it's it's easier to. Oh, what would I, What's the question I have? Um. Uh, that. Wow, well, I had a question. I've lost it. Darn it. Okay, that's like okay. <laughs> um. Uh, I don't know, I guess with the documentary, you don't want it ever to be forced and artificial and like, you know, um, play acting, you know, like you want raw, gritty type of thing. Do you find it's harder to do that with a, a raw and gritty subject or subject matter um, to go what's what's too bland or what's too... too racy, like that you have to kind of shield your audience's eyes in a way, but you don't want to that because it's a documentary? Like, do you ever feel, I don't know, am I making sense? I don't know. <laughs> of like, with certain well, babies, uh, I mean, like, to... Uh, you don't want to baby your audience, but you don't want to be like, you don't want to gross them out or offend them or... Like be obscene or something. I
5: think you know. Really, uh, you've got a responsibility. Um, You've got a couple. You know, several responsibilities actually. um, You know, to tell the story first and foremost, but also when you when you uh, when you start a documentary, you're you're entering into a relationship with with the person uh, with your subjects, uh, the people that are involved with the story of your documentary. And from, you know, from the get go, from, you know, when you actually start the documentary, it should be understood that, you know, you are going to be there that you're actually not going to be really participating in their lives, but you're going to be present uh, to tell the story of that, you know, section of their life. And, um, you know, there there is a process of, you know, of both sides uh, understanding what that is and what is going to happen uh, before you actually, you know, start making the movie. And then while it's happening, it's a sort of reminder that, uh, you know, um, that number one, that you're there, but number two, that, you know, you shouldn't be uh I guess imposing or um influencing uh what's happening. Uh although just the presence of having a camera there a lot of times you know people yeah. um subconsciously change their actions uh you know based yeah, on the presence of the camera.
2: Them.
5: Yes. Yeah. So but you know ultimately whatever else happens, um, a lot of times you don't, you know, you, you really can't control it. It's knowing what you're getting yourself into first and foremost, the situation and the context of that situation and what you're, you know, why you're there, you know, um, uh, there was a, uh, a documentary that, uh, Kurt Temkin did called the interrupters and, uh, followed, uh, uh, a, a few, um, uh, people They call them interrupters, I and mean, what, what they do is they go out and uh, they actively seek, um, uh, I guess, um, confrontations that could escalate into some sort of, uh, like, gang, you know, uh, violence. And so they actually go there to, to diffuse uh, situations. And these are people that have uh, experience with gangs, former gang members. Um, that go out and they, you know, if they hear from from their sources that something's about to go down, they go and they, you know, they try to nip the bud right at the source. They try to squash the situation. And so, um, yeah, I mean, huh. you know, documentary really is really... Do that?
2: That, that's kind of fascinating to me how they're able to do that and whether or not they still live in the same area where they Formerly had those same activities. I would think that it would be harder to go exactly directly home to where you always went home when you did the same thing. Yeah,
5: I mean, again, you'd have to, you'd have to, uh, you'd have to watch the movie.
2: Is that what it's called? The um, yeah, I will watch <laughs> the
5: yeah, the Interrupters. Um, yeah. And. Um, I actually got the privilege of of meeting one of them. She came in to to uh, to meet uh, us, and uh, very a nice woman. woman. Yes, oh. yes.
2: Hmm.
4: Huh.
5: So
2: that's interesting. Um, I was actually watching. Sorry, I was actually watching like I want to say two or three weeks ago uh, something on YouTube. I was watching like top ten, this, that, and the other, and then all of a sudden it was like girls and gangs kind of a thing, where I'm like, what? And I was surprised, mm-hmm. like, because they're focusing on, like, actually California. So I was like, really? Huh, I did not know any of this
4: <laughs>
2: sort of a thing. So that's mm-hmm. interesting that you mentioned the diffusing situation and where, like, a, you know, there's a woman that's a part of the interrupters that's part of the diffusion process. It's interesting because they had some, you know, some uh, female gang members who were like, pretty damn tough and rough and, you know, proved their mettle or whatever with, you know, their fellow gang members who are largely male. And so it's like, wow, like, a whole new world. (laughs) Like, I never really thought about it. I mean, I could imagine it, but never really thought about it, I guess. And, like, it's a real, like, a concrete thing, whatever.
5: Yeah, well, you know, there's a reason why they call Chicago Chirac.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> who is they? They is Spike Lee. That's one dude. <laughs> right.
5: Yeah, well, I mean, there's a, you know, Chirac was actually a, a, a term that was. What's
2: that? that? Well, weren't they just doing, wasn't it just women just doing a sex, like, strike? where they weren't actually gay members, or they? I didn't think they were
5: too. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Spike came into Chicago and he shot this movie. This is a mm-hmm. you know an outsider, a New Yorker coming in, and and he had this script that was, uh, that, was uh, that was written by somebody uh, somebody else, and actually a, a, a fairly good script. But he you know took the script and then he placed it in Chicago and used it within the context of Chicago being quote unquote Chirac. And um you know, I actually enjoyed the movie. I you know, it kind of confused me in some other ways or in terms of it being it's um actually a quite quite an experimental film and, and very avant garde in a lot of respects. It's not a traditional narrative film. But um you know, a lot of people were really a lot of native Chicagoans were really upset about the movie because it didn't really address Chicago it was you know he had his own agenda in oh, terms of the the movie and, and the story hard, that he right? wanted to tell
2: that's always gonna be hard right for like an outsider to really capture the essence and even even in, you know even someone that's native if they're not talented enough they won't do a great job but an outsider it's like even for someone of his caliber it would be almost next to impossible oh yeah considered.
5: and by by all right? means he was
2: well, you know, everyone else, everyone else watching it outside of Chicago, probably got enough from it to get what the message was. I'm sure natives were like
5: to you get know. his message. <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> to like get I mean, and
5: Spike Lee's good uh-huh. at at promoting his message and promoting his agenda. So, <laughs> um, you know, we'll we'll leave it at that. Spike Lee being, you know, I guess one of my. Uh, Either influences or you know idols um, early on growing up and and watching his films, but um, uh-huh. you know that that but, movie in but particular. Can ever, rubbed, uh, and,
2: but can an artist ever truly separate themselves from their work? Really, anyways. I mean, what do you I don't think that away? they should.
5: I mean, you know, unless you're getting. Yeah, I mean, there there are several types of filmmakers, and you know. Spike is just happens to fall into the category of filmmaker as artist. And there are filmmakers yeah. that are you know directors for hire. They you know they are brought in to direct a movie uh, based off of you know what they can bring to the table and what the Assuming you know what the company <laughs> wants to have happen. I mean, at, at a certain point, you know, the, there's a limit of uh, creative control on that. In terms of being a, uh, a director for hire, but you know, it's an entirely different skill set to be able to manage that and to to produce something uh, that you know
4: question.
5: that will return uh, uh, the investors' profits.
2: I, ha- yes. I have a question. <laughs> that was just reminding me. Have you ever seen uh, the documentary uh, "Trouble the Waters" about Katrina, Louisiana?
5: um was that uh was that a Spike Lee movie?
2: No, I don't believe so no.
5: okay I know that Spike Lee actually did a um he did a I don't movie believe on, i could, on I Katrina could,
2: I could be wrong, but I do not believe he did um I was just thinking of, of just like what you're saying Hold, on, I'm going to try to look at it up real fast if i can if it does it really fast eh. um, but for me, that was something that was like. I watched it, I think I, yeah, there we go, I watched it on DVD, I, like, rented it, Uh yeah, 2008 documentary film, no, it was directed by a woman, Tia Lesson, and a guy, Carl Deal and they did Fahrenheit 9-11, they also, they also produced that, Um, but okay. I felt, in a way, like, like, Maybe I just don't know their style, so maybe I would have recognized them if I knew their style, but I felt like that was something where I felt like the people in the documentary, that they were running it. Like I felt like that was one of the most authentic to me. I mean, I could be wrong, but to my perception, it was the most authentic uh, type of a documentary where I felt like there were just you know some people in Louisiana, and this trouble breaks out, and they're like, we are not... Going to be able to go ahead and leave. We're going to stay and stick it out, and we're just going to be recording what's happening. And you see a lot of just wow. them, you know, like you know, recording of like this is what's happening and like saving, you know, some their neighbor from down the street. They just see like in the water, just freaking floating with their life, and they, get, you know, and they're just saving all these kids. And like, how are we going to feed them? Nobody's going to be able to come bring us food. We're run out of food. Like, where? I don't know. I felt, yeah, it was. I felt like it was raw, and you don't feel like there's a, a, you know, huge apparatus behind it. You know, like even if there was, you don't feel like it. You feel like you're truly just watching, just those recordings, which those people really did during Katrina. Like it was, like, yeah. To me, that was one of the most compelling things I've seen in years and that came out in oh eight. I probably saw it in oh nine or 2010 or something uh, by renting it and I was just like wow like not, very little makes me cry that's not something real happening <laughs> like or I well, mm-hmm. said, yes, it is real but but you know actual like at the actual time happening um to where like watching it I cried like like that's yeah I don't know anyway that just brought that to my mind if, if you want to like just to see people um where you really feel like you're just a, a bird or a fly on the wall or something <laughs> and seeing just just what's happening that those are the kind of documentaries i love that like stick with me like you know freaking what is this eight years later huh <laughs> that's like yeah i will remember that forever well, that's
5: a that's the that's the beauty of the form is that a lot of times documentaries are made by a handful of people. The crews aren't anything more than between like you know two or five people on a you know on a documentary crew. You don't have like a full you know like an on a on a feature film with you know the big movies or whatever. You'll have like maybe you know a hundred people moving lights around and. And like, you know, making sure that the camera is in focus and, and, you know, moving the camera this way and that way. And, you know, so you've got a lot of like extraneous people and, you know, in documentary, it's really pure. You've got a camera, you've got a sound person, you know, at, at the least. <laughs> and a lot yeah. of times the director is actually, uh, you know, behind the camera, operating the camera you know he might be doing something else as well. You've got a sound person if you're lucky um you know, but sometimes the sound you know there is no sound person, and it's just the camera with a you know with a mic on it, and maybe some somebody else really uh, uh, you know running around trying to get releases from from people or or whatever but yeah you know when when you minimize the amount of uh distractions. In, in making a movie, you I think reach something a lot more pure and uh, uh, you know quote unquote real. <laughs> However, you might want right. to yeah. you know define <laughs> real. Exactly.
4: Uh, there's yeah. there's
5: less um, there's less standing in the way between what's happening and the audience.
2: So. Right. Totally. Well, I hope you're able to complete. Uh, the project that's not currently on hold.
5: Um, yeah, yeah, like
4: well, well, hopefully like we'll it.
5: return <laughs> Hopefully we'll return to it. I've I've got other things that I'm working on. Um you know, I try to keep myself busy. There's always something coming my coming my way. I'm working on a uh, uh on pre-production for um a, for a, a rock documentary. So mm. So that pulls me in an entirely different direction, and you know, it might be good for for where I am right now in terms of uh, you know just trying to keep busy. So
2: right. Okay. Well, well, tell okay, tell everyone, all my listeners now and in the future, how they can follow your work and learn more about you. He's on Facebook, y'all. So <laughs> um, yeah just how they can <laughs> well
5: they can either try to find me on Facebook or uh, um, my website is Theo Jams, that's, uh, theojams that's um, t-h-e-o-j-a-m-s dot com uh, mm-hmm. that's my personal website I, you know um, or you can just google my name Theophilus Jamal put it in the, put it in google and see what uh I'm up to. <laughs> so
2: there
5: you are. You, you yeah. might see a mugshot of me up in there in the news or something. So.
2: Oh, Lordy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Theophilus Jamal, I believe. I'm going to go ahead and spell it, and it's a name, so it may or may not be grammatically correct or whatever, semantically correct. T-H-E-O-P-H-I-L-U-S, correct?
4: Correct. J a.
2: J A M A L. Theophilus Jamal. T H E O P H I L U S Jamal. J A M A L. So you can Google him and he's the one not in California, he's the Chicago one. <laughs> and that yeah. Me. And we're friends on Facebook and it was actually one of his posts that inspired me to write my uh Say Hoot. Uh, zero Day 30 Writing Challenge, a post that he reposted uh, for writers, and I write a lot. So I was like, "Oh, 30 days, that's a long time. Okay, I'm going to do it. And then it was like, the, like what was it, November, th- wait, 30 days, half November 30th. <laughs> then I'm like, let me type it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it took the whole 30 days to like fully compile that story. But I did, and it was basically awesome. of like a ran- a random like Skype chat I was having of like, oh my god, wouldn't it be funny if? And then like, this is what I do. This is me. This is my head, y'all. Everyone, you can all know <laughs> that if I'm like chatting with you or whatever, and I know you, every now and again, I'll be like, oh my god, wouldn't this be so funny if? And I'll do like a whole dialogue, and this is basically a running stream dialogue that I did like stream of consciousness on like Skype. To like in July and so I was sort of like piecing that together but I was just all, all at once like wouldn't that be so funny and you're trying to like share a story about this like horrible owl that's attacking you but you can't totally explain it because no one believes you. <laughs> so there's an animal attacking you and I it was really funny it was after it had already written and I'd like published you know published it on my site or whatever I was randomly looking at something and there was a someone in, like, Europe who was attacked by an owl, like, viciously. But, so there's at least one in the, you know, past decade and a half or so, and somewhere in the 2000s, where they were attacked by an owl. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Nice. But, it was <laughs> but were, I not, were I not Facebook friends with the awfulest Jamal over here, I would not have seen this challenge I would not have compiled that because I was just thinking about it and I was like that would just be so funny <laughs> yeah so, so
5: I'm glad that you wow. did it.
2: woohoo did you do one did you do one in the
5: 30 days I uh, was uh, was actually working on some other stuff so <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> I don't think that I did no. do
5: one I just posted it
2: I oh Darn it. Well, anyway. Well, I, I, I'm so thankful for the, like, inspiration or something. Oh. All right. So, uh, yeah. All right. Well, I will go ahead and end this evening's show, and I'll play that again one more time, the thing that I wrote based off this of thing, his, like, Facebook repost thingy, and, like... Yeah, check him out. He's super awesome, talented, and he's been around for ages. <laughs> 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 Apparently. Thank you. Oh, no, This is a good thing. This is a good thing. This is never bad. Dude, guys can never be old. This is what sucks about you all. You can never be old. You just get more seasoned. You guys suck. Guys suck, dude. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> They just get more like, literally, like literally. Come on, come on. Well, for me, my personal examples would be Morgan Freeman, Denzel. As they get each day, they just get like more, like more christened in a way, like more seasoned, more, more, more zen. Like, dude. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. Sorry
5: to frustrate you. <laughs> Not my fault. Yeah.
2: Well. You're, well, you're welcome. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah alrighty y'all I'm going to play it right now um, but yes thank you very much Theophilus Jamal thank you Google him it was a pleasure Arteo uh, Jam, sorry T-H-E-O-J-A-M-S dot com for his website and stay tuned to him I think he's awesome he's going to do more and more and more and more and I'm going to be seeing it and you all should too yeah.
5: <laughs> Rock
4: and roll.
2: Na na. All right. Yes sir, or madam. My apologies in advance, but I I need some like urgent assistance. Yes, yes, any any emergency operator will do. No, I do not have a preference. That's not what I meant. I'm sorry. Honestly, Please, someone, anyone, just, yes, okay, I'll hold, but please, please help me. This, uh, I believe it is an owl keeps slapping me and my gardener repeatedly.
1: <laughs> sure. mm mm-hmm.
2: go. Ow! No, no, I was saying owl, but there's also, indeed, an owl. owl. Ow! No, 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 I am not under the influence of any illicit substance or knowing consumption of any to my best knowledge of this statement. Ow! My eyes! Why? Why? Ow! Oh. Uh, no, that was me. <laughs> speaking American English.
1: Onomatopoeia.
2: You know? <laughs> here. Okay. Yeah, no, that was in English, originally, anyways. Greek, maybe? A description? Uh, one of my eyes is now swollen shut, but he, I think, yes, he appears to be a he, and is cloaked, uh, masked, um, colored? No, I'm not making a prank call. No, I'm not a member of a racist organization. What the? I'm doing the best I can.
1: <laughs>
2: no, he did not make any audibly threatening statements.
1: Uh-huh.
2: His gestures just landed on my face without warning. I no. Uh-huh. I don't know if he's prone to Tourette's or whether he has epilepsy.
1: Uh-huh.
2: No, I did not see a driver's license or a proof of identity. Uh-huh. Yes, I apologize for making this assumption. Yes, I understand your admonition. Can you just li- listen? Or did someone over here, please, please, pretty please? <laughs>
1: well, it, uh,
2: it is possible <laughs> the subject's name is... what? <laughs> <Achoo!
1: laughs> no, no, I Huh No, <laughs> <are you> <laughs> no,
2: I am not making racist statements. Wait, are you serious? No, I am not making racist statements. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Oh, no, the... Subject just hugged me with their wing? Uh-huh. No. I'm not a fundamentalist orthodox member of any sect or private club, I, I don't think. No, I'm not using slang. I'm describing uh-huh. the best of my... No, I did not attempt to procure nor solicit sex from the subject. Uh-huh. I said sex. S E C. Ow! Uh-huh. No. The subject is not propositioning me on the street. As far as I know, anyways. Uh. I was on my way home from work, at Uh a job. Uh. That is indoors. Like, literally, literally. Ow! Uh, Really?
1: Uh
2: Okay. Yes, I'll hold, but but, please hurry. I think the subject understands the English language. Uh Why? Oh, wait. I'm I'm not on hold. Well, because the the subject is now hugging me tighter ever since I said hold. Ow! Ah. I don't know. Ah.
1: Uh,
6: uh. I hit a wall. A hurricane is brewing and tell them to come and get it It's the root setting, shoot yelling,
3: boot kicking, shoot melter Telling you to go to home and do better Don't worry about my cardigans and school sweaters This is true, my, until the apocalypse turns a new feather But now I'm building something similar to the highway To fly out of this and crash and burn on a warmer climate Right yeah, like a union. My father's only communion is green, tea, fresh fish. And activism, shooting truth to him, so the money can justify, marginalized, and look out of lives to the millions I'm living, and that's the result of the public school system. Racially the as it may be still my old riches. Trailblazer, trail I don't need your bridges. I'm skating down the river till it
6: melts, and I'm I'm We sing a song to help pass the time. Hmm? Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Merrily, 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 merrily.
2: Hello, all you sexy, naked girls' radio listeners. Have yourself a naked day and make it a naughty night with me, Sandra London, on Playtime with Sandra every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time.
4: 18- plus.